Welcome to the Connect Raleigh podcast, where you hear the stories, the people, and the places that make Raleigh, North Carolina the best place to live. As one of the most connected people in town, real estate and networking expert Chuck Belden leverages his connections to introduce you to all the reasons why Raleigh is one of the fastest growing areas in the country. If you've lived in Raleigh for years or are thinking of moving here, this podcast is for you. It's local, it's authentic, and it's time to connect you with your host, Chuck Belden. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. It is the kickoff to season number three of the Connect Raleigh podcast, and I am excited to be here. I'm excited you're here. Thanks for sticking with me here. We've taken a little bit of a break between season two and season three as uh, as just, uh, you know, life goes with being busy with work and, you know, an insane real estate market over the last, well, wow, a couple of years, I guess raising two tiny humans and all the things that come with that. But I am back and fired up to bring you some wonderful conversations that we have lined up here in season three. And uh, uh, yeah, we're going to kick that off today with Angelique Bolding. Uh, She's a a brand strategist here in the Raleigh area, been living around, uh, around the area for 10 plus years, give or take. And she was referred to us by a past Connect Raleigh guest, uh, Morgan Getchy, and uh, thought that we would have a great conversation and thought that she would be able to add some value to to you, to the listener. You know, um, whether you live here already and you listen to this podcast just to uh, to meet some new people, to hear some great stories, maybe to learn about a new restaurant or a new store or a new, uh, a new business here in the area that you can support, add to your weekend checklist of things to do around town or you know and what's probably more likely is you live outside of the area and you're thinking of a move to the area and you're trying to figure out as much as you can about Raleigh and the surrounding area and there just aren't a lot of good resources out there for you to really get a feel for the for the vibe and that's why we're here I want to give you a look behind the curtain at Raleigh, the people of Raleigh, and hopefully give you a little bit more to connect to. So when you come uh, take a look and take a, uh, you know, a tour here to see if this is the place for you, you've got some connections to some cool people and some cool stories. And, you know, there are more people than ever moving this way. I think it's something, you know, 60, 70 families a day moving to our county, which is just awesome and insane. Um, With that comes lots of opportunities and lots of challenges. And uh, as a real estate agent here in the area, we are experiencing those on the regular, but um, just a really, really great place to be and a great time to be here in this area. I'm grateful for the opportunity and I'm grateful for the opportunity to connect you to all of the things that I love about this. So uh, without further ado, welcome to season three. I'm glad you're here. Let's uh, jump right in and kick it off with Angelique. All right. So Angelique, we are kicking off season three of the Connect Raleigh podcast, taking a little bit of a break. And I am uh, really excited to have you here. It's been a little while in the making. We've had a few conversations back and forth through uh, through COVID here, and, and we're finally doing it. So yay us. Welcome to the podcast. Yes. Yay us. I love it. Glad we made it happen. 
uh, yeah, excited about the opportunity to talk about the city that I love. Well, you and I both, it's been way too long. So, you know, thank you for being here. You were recommended to be on the podcast by a mutual friend of ours, Morgan, Morgan Getji. Did you know that she told you or told me that you should be here? No, I didn't. Not until you said something, but I appreciate it. Morgan is awesome. Was, uh, you know, proud to follow her journey uh, through school and and getting to, uh, she's doing her, the video production and, and running her agency now. So really excited to hear that. So I'll have to send her a note as a, a thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love to ask people, you know, tell me, tell me who you think would be great to have a conversation with. Who, who are some fascinating people around Raleigh? Because, you know, this whole thing is about connecting people to our city. And I think doing that through people and through relationships is, is the way to go. It's just, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, when all this, at the end of our lives, when all this crap is over, crap is over, that sounds awful. But when at the end of the day, right, what's left, I'm going to remember the people and the relationships. And so I think, you know, I wish I would have had this when I was moving here 15, 16 years ago, is mm -hmm. it's about the people. And I want to get people connected to the people of our city. So I love asking that question, you know, tell me who I should speak with. And, and here we are today. And so thank you to Morgan. We'll definitely both have to thank her for that. Absolutely. So, so tell me a little bit about you or tell our listeners a little bit about you. Like, are you originally from Raleigh? Where are you from? Yeah, so I was born and raised uh, right outside of Detroit, Michigan in Dearborn and spent the first 24 years of my life in the area, went to Western Michigan for college, which was, you know, you can't see my hand, but we're shaped like a mitten. So I was on one side of the state and then crossed over to the west side of the state for college. But um, yeah, you know, I loved Michigan. It's just really darn cold. And I graduated college was like, I'm going to go to California, check out some life out here. It was definitely more of like a, a surf bum, if you will. I uh, really enjoyed the action sports scene and was able to um, work with Quicksilver for a period of time. And honestly, you know, it's interesting how my life kind of led me back to Michigan for a period of time. And then my sister and brother-in-law had lived in North Carolina um, we're about 17 years apart, but he was stationed at Seymour Johnson in Goldsboro for the better part of about 16 years. And it was one of those things where I was like, all right, I came back to Michigan. I got the big girl job. I want to go someplace warm. And so uh, I found myself in North Carolina. And, you know, at the time I felt like what a hidden gem I came across. And now this was almost 10 years ago. I just celebrated nine years in Raleigh. And as you can imagine, I mean, just in the, you know, the growth that we've seen in the last two years, Raleigh was nothing like it is today. Yeah, and not so much a hidden gem any longer. Holy, no, no. I mean, it, you know, it was kind of the days where, um, you know, this kind of dates it. But I remember you asked me about my favorite coffee shop and Helios. Do you remember Helios? Oh, yeah, of course. I spent a lot of time there. So that was my favorite place. And, you know, it's funny because, um, you know, as I, I love to see some of the folks that I met at the beginning of my journey here and, you know, I was really plugged into HQ Raleigh now. Um, now it is founded Raleigh. Um, but I remember meeting you and your wife when you owned Nourish, That's right. uh, the smoothie bar downtown. That's right. It's been a wild journey um, over the last nine years. And I got to say, I was like, I'm going to move here for a year. I'm going to see how it goes. And now I'm like, how did, uh, nine years in, I, I met and married a, um, a Raleigh native, which I guess is Whoa, rare. That's a I rare know. sighting. Yes. I, yep. So, um, well, 
he was born in uh, Virginia, but has lived here a majority of his life. So I can't imagine myself living anywhere else anymore. Um, the growth has been kind of interesting, but yeah. I think at the I feel extremely fortunate to have been along that journey and still call a lot of the folks that I, I met at the beginning, my friends. What did you, what did you do to get plugged in when you first moved here? You mentioned HQ uh, or uh, was, was that kind of the, the kind of the relationship building tool that you used or did you do other things when you first got here? All right. You're going to laugh. I, I love to laugh. <laughs> so I will be honest outside of like networking on LinkedIn um, my first introduction to a Tinder from nine years ago, my friend was like, yeah, it's a really great way to meet people and network and stuff like that. And so I was like, oh, okay, you know, sounds good. Try this out. And honestly, that was how I met a few of my, my friends, you know, it was kind of an instant, like, okay, not being like friend zone, but it was just kind of like, I see a friendship here. And this is how I kind of butted into the community and met a lot of people, met a few of my friend groups, which is really funny now that I'm like thinking about it and talking out loud about it. <laughs> but it's, yeah, I mean, it really was a great tool for connecting. Um, you know, I think for me, my sister was in Goldsboro, so there wasn't much of a connection into Raleigh. Um, but I would say the other thing that was great is it wasn't, it's a community that is exceptionally welcoming, where as soon as you met one person, you, you're, you know, they just spread their wings around you and you kind of became a part of their group. And um, I was really fortunate to experience that. So um, that would, I'd say, you know, oddly enough, that was a funny connection point for me at the beginning and just utilizing some other online and in-person networks. Um, the other thing I'd say is I remember joining a softball league. Yeah. Now it was a little messy because of course it was Sunday mornings at 9am, which you can imagine at 26 years old, we're Who like, schedules that. Oh, I know. I know it was, we were lucky if we got the entire team there, but, um, that was another great way to meet people. And, um, you know, I think it was plugging into other areas of interest. Um, Lake Johnson was one of my favorite. I mean, I'm a water baby. So get me by the water. That was kind of one of the first things that I discovered when I moved to Raleigh. And I remember meeting people, you know, going paddleboarding, going kayaking. So it was, it was finding areas or even meetup groups that I could, you know, put myself in with like-minded people. And a lot of the friendships just flourished from there. Did you, when, when you moved to California, did you notice it? Was it was it as welcoming as moving to Raleigh? Were there, were there differences there? I'm, I have a preconceived idea, but what was it like going there versus coming here? Because I experienced that same thing. I experienced moving here be very, very welcoming. Um, I'd lived in multiple other places before, and I don't, I don't necessarily think it was the exact same thing in those other places. I felt like Raleigh was unique in that. Raleigh's definitely unique in okay. that. I don't know if it's just because I'm from the Midwest and we're, um, we tell it like it is, we're very blunt, um, you know, and not to put down California, it is just a different beast. Mm -hmm. It's a different, um, I don't want to generalize, but I, I definitely didn't feel as though um, there was as much depth to the relationships off the bat as I experienced here in Raleigh. Um, and it could just be that, you know, it's, it's a community that was so small that we're all learning from one another. And, you know, again, it Raleigh was just, a, it looked so very different then than it does now. And so I would definitely say that it's unique in that, in that vibe where you've got transplants from everywhere. And I think 
even with that nature, when you're out of your comfort zone, it kind of just puts you in a space of being more vulnerable. Um, and so that would be my perspective on it. I, I think it's just, um, they're very different environments and they offer very different things. Yeah. Um, back on the California topic, when you said you were involved in action sports, one of my friends is an action sports photographer in California. Have you ever, have you ever heard the name Bo Bridges? Do you know that name? I don't, I don't, Bo Bridges. I don't think that sounds familiar. Is he like a, a Clark Little? Clark so Little. I don't know what the Clark Little is or who it, is. Right there in the thick of it with these surfers. Oh. Create some yeah. of the most iconic images. You, yeah, I, he's, he's all that. Okay. He's all that. He may have actually shot some of the um, still photos for like the Mission Impossible movies when they did their posters and things. Cause I think, I know he's worked with like Tom Cruise hanging out of a helicopter, but he lives right there in the, I think the Manhattan beach area has a studio, but anyway, um, totally got off topic there. I'll, I'll, I'll probably do that four or five more times here, but that just made me think of him. So squirrel. What's his, Bo what? Bridges. Bo Bridges. What a yeah. name. Yeah. Right. Love it. Okay. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. And that's, yeah. The lifestyle out there is, that's what you pay for. That is yeah. what you're why, you know, I was like, I'll pay $10 for a bag of grapes. If I can sit on the beach and enjoy my $10 bag of grapes. It's True. Great. So <laughs> what's the Raleigh lifestyle to you? Like, what's it like? What's life like here now for you? Oh goodness. Um, how would I describe the lifestyle? You know, I think one of the very good fortunes I've had is with the community that I was plugged into, um, you know, when I first got here and, and you know, HQ Raleigh, now founded Raleigh, uh, it's been such an honor to watch the people that I know build their businesses. And that. it's so cool. It's so cool because yeah. some of them, I remember, you know, they're, they're just starting their business out of their dorm room at NC State. And now it's a, you know, a multi-million dollar company. And you know, even, you know, starting from selling smoothies out of their, you know, the the bicycle, and now they have several locations. So I, I'd say with the lifestyle, what I love about it is that we still have somewhat of that old school, like, you know, the small town feel. And I think that's something that I'm trying so hard to hold on to is like, I'm like, oh, new development's great. But I, I really do enjoy, um, you know, seeing my friends that own a like, heat studios, <laughs> just killing it. You know, they're, they're doing Go awesome. Jake. What's that? Yeah. Jake and Megan. And, uh, you know, we're going to dose. Megan and I are going to a dose class tonight at Emily Wallace's yoga studio, you know, nice. her third yoga studio in this area. And it's, it's so cool to be able to see that. And I, I think when I think about the lifestyle that plugs so much into it, it's just the people I know and how they have been such a fiber of building Raleigh. Um, you know, I'd say, it, it's changing now too, because, you know, I'm 33 now. I moved here when I was, you know, 20, 20 some. And, um, you know, I think for me, it, it was, yeah, I love going out and doing those nightlife things. And now I'm like, I want to go to Irregardless and grab, you know, a great meal, listen to some live music. Um, I loved Garland, which I was so mm -hmm. sad close, but I have heard rumors that they're reopening. Is that oh, true? that would be wonderful. I've not, I don't know that, but that food is unbelievable. What I would do for their cauliflower uh, <laughs> <laughs> said nobody ever said no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the lifestyle, it, you know, for me, it looks different on a daily basis. I've got a, um, uh, I'm very much an outdoors kind of person. And so fortunate to have a, a group of, of folks that will go cycling. I mean, 
I don't know many areas that you can jump on a greenway and just go for 60 plus miles. I mean, we have gotten um, a few rides, not a lot, but we've done a few rides that we've wrote, ridden from Raleigh into Durham mm. and then, you know, get a cab back and or whatever back and, and drive home. Um, but, you know, besides that, we've got these greenways. You got Dick's Park. Uh, Duke Gardens is a big one for me too. You know, I, I love um, kind of talking a little bit about, about Durham as well, but um, you know, bringing it back to Raleigh, I think it is, it's so much about the people. It's about what the people have built. And it's about, I, I think, keeping focused on that as a community. Um, I don't want to put, you know, there's, there's these big box brands coming in and, you know, that's cool and all, but I, I, I really like to see when we're able to lift up our community members and, you know, really give them and amplify their voice and the, the businesses that they create. No doubt. No doubt. I couldn't agree more. I think that I've mentioned in probably 50% of these episodes, how unique the, the collaborative entrepreneurial vibe is of Raleigh and how, you know, if you're thinking about moving to a place to start a business, I can't think of many places better than coming oh. to the triangle because it's, you know, I, I, I don't feel that the bad side of competition. I don't, the, the things, the ugly side that comes out of some people, I, I don't get that here. I get the, the, Hey, let's collaborate. Let me tell you what's worked for me. And, you know, let's go support this place. It's just opened. And we want, we want to see other people win. And I think that that mindset of there's enough for everybody is, is, I think it's unique here. I haven't seen that in many other places. And I, I love that part of it here. I agree. Um, and I hope that it stays that way. I, I think that, as long as we're conscious of that as, you know, the, the pulse that we want to continue, I think that we, we have the power to, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't mean to turn it on the other side, but I do see some of that growth where it's like, it's been great. It's been awesome. But, um, again, just, I hope that we continue to build those opportunities for the people in the community to have their businesses and, you know, just really help them thrive. It's going to take some work, you know, it's going to take, you know, having these conversations and actually doing the work and, and staying supportive. And, you know, even for myself, you know, I've moved out into the suburbs, have a couple small kids now, you know, uh, totally changed my lifestyle from what it once was when I was a, a nightclub owner at, you know, in my early thirties, like it's a, it's a whole, okay. di it's a whole different, but I mean, that's what I did when I moved here. I opened a nightclub and in uh, the warehouse district in 2007 and single. Wow. And, you know, that was a whole different, a whole different life back then. Um, but now being, being consciously aware that, you know, if we want to keep that, our Raleigh, our vision of Raleigh, as we grow and as, you know, a hundred families a day move to this area and these big companies come in from with their own cultures and coming from different areas. If we want to keep that collaborative, entrepreneurial, supportive, vibe that I think many of us love, or at least the people I speak with on this podcast love, like we, we got to do the work, you know, and I yeah. think I can get a little bit lazy and just, you know, it's five o'clock on a cool November evening and I'm, I'm going to settle down and watch a movie with my kids. But, you know, there's going to be those days where I got to be out and to be doing those things and supporting our community like I once did, um, you know, as, as we continue to grow, because I think it's going to be needed even more. Yep. You know that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about the work you do. We haven't even touched on that. So tell like one of the things I, I love in, you know, I, I was reading up on you on LinkedIn and, you know, in our emails back and forth before, you know, in your bio, you know, I'm just going to read it. You say, 
you say, Angelique offers new ways of thinking that help brands and individuals ignite purposeful conversations, build mm -hmm. meaningful communities and connect profit with purpose through human first experiences. And I'm like, if I was going to make a list of my favorite words, like you just said them all in like one little bio, like, are you kidding me? Like purposeful conversations, like I could, I, I could do stuff like this all day long. Hopefully, I mean, this is purposeful to me. Hopefully other people get value from it, but the communities piece, that's huge. Like this is all about building community in the human first experiences. Like, again, like I said earlier, like the end of the day, like all that matters, I think are people and relationships. So you know, what does all that mean to you? And how did you get it all into one sentence? <laughs> I mean, that's been, you know, 12 years of a career trying to boil it down to, you know, what do I like? What am I good at? And what is the work that I'm wanting to put into it? I think it's so all do. funny as I, I hear it read back to me, I, I think the, the premise of it always comes down to going deeper. You know, there's so many times where you can have these surface level conversations when it comes to, you know, relationships or, or even like business. And I think it, it really, and, and if the pandemic has showed us anything, like the world has changed, we're in a new normal and it requires understanding and having empathy for the humans that we work with, that we live with, that we love and being willing to have those deeper conversations that might be uncomfortable so that you can learn more about yourself, learn more about the individual. And I, I think there's, especially in the business world, we have seen such a shift. And I, I mean, I don't want to credit everything to the pandemic, but I, I think it's it was finally a time where it had to happen, where, you know, we, we think in, in systems, which makes a lot of sense. I mean, everything around us is systems within systems. But what I think we tend to miss sometimes is, you know, the humans that exist within those systems and the emotions that live within those those humans themselves. And, um, you know, I think in business, it's easy to, you know, maybe lose track of, you know, especially in marketing. You know, when I work in marketing and branding, it's like, how would I want to be marketed to? How do I want somebody to approach me? How do I want to represent, you know, from the products that I, I purchase and the companies that I support, um, you know, especially in today's world, there is such a close eye on what companies are doing internally that affects how and I hate the word consumers. There's a whole podcast I could do on my loathing of the word consumers. Um, but there's so much of, um, you know, how that is represented by an individual and as human. So if I want to be represented by a brand or if I want to support a brand, I want to know everything about this brand. I want to know, like, are they sustainable? Are they, you know, do they care about their employees? Are they doing things to change the world? Rather than just consuming and consuming and consuming, how can I consume in a way that at least is moving the needle in some capacity? And I think that's where we can reconnect that human element to, you know, these large companies and entities and even small companies too. They have the power to change the world. They have the power to change the communities that they are in. So by using the power within our pockets, we can help make those choices and help, um, you know, companies better emphasize the need for their products to connect with some greater purpose. Um, and so that's, you know, I, I kind of get a little philosophical in there because I, I just really believe that there's so much good that be, can be done on behalf of business. Um, but I, I think, you know, when it comes to my, you know, my bio, it's how do we just go deeper? You know, how do we dig out the human element to everything that we're doing and, do so in a way that is loving and caring to our neighbors.
Mm, I love that. I love that. I really do. I, if we're going to like, I'll speak for myself and the work that I do, if I'm going to spend the majority of my life doing something, you know, my waking hours, like I want it to be more, I want it to be, I want it to be deeper. I do like, I want, I just want it to be more. I don't want to just check boxes or, or whatever, whatever it is I'm doing. I don't want to just sell widgets. Like it's about the people and the relationships and I want them to go deep too. And so I love that. And I think that's why when I read that, I just felt, I felt a connection to you and to your purpose. Um, unlike maybe I have before with somebody's bio. So I thought that that was really, really great. So what do you like, what's a day-to-day, what's the day-to-day look like for you? So who do you work with and, and, and tell me more about what it looks like to work with you. So oh, my day-to-day has changed and I'm very fortunate for that. I've, I've transitioned in, in a few ways. Um, I have worked across several different areas of brand marketing and advertising. Uh, I started my career in broadcasting, uh, moved into commercial production. Um, the great firm in downtown Raleigh called French West Vaughn, who was fortunate to you know, call them, um, you know, collaborators and friends and my employer for, for three plus years, three years. Um, and then went on to build my own business brand agency. And then I, I merged more into a business development and brand enablement role. And so, you know, a lot of my day to day right now is very much, you know, oddly enough, having conversations like this of understanding uh, and strategizing with organizations where they can create more human elements to how they present themselves as a brand. Um, and I also work with, uh, uh, so I just, I just started with a company in Colorado called Monogle and they're, uh, been around for 50 years, a brand consulting firm. And they created a software ironically, uh, called beam, which is the name of my, my brand consulting firm that I had several years ago. Um, but the product is all around how to humanize the topic of brand governance, which doesn't sound like a, to- a sexy topic, but it's one of those that just is so exciting to me because you look at, you know, an organization like Red Hat or, you know, I'll use Deloitte as an example where, you know, we work with them and, and they have a workforce of 400,000 people, 400,000 people. That is bigger than some cities. <laughs> yeah. Most. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So how do you get an organization of 400,000 people aligned on the premise of what brand is and how they operate? And, and I mean, the, the team there is just, they blow my mind. They're just exceptionally bright and, and brilliant. And, and what they've built is just incredible. But, um, you know, I say that as an example, because they really are these large entities with, you know, very similar problems to, you know, smaller ones too, but how do you do it at scale where you can help every individual understand how to speak about your brand? What is your brand values? How is that exemplified from, you know, the moment that somebody, you know, picks up the phone from a sales conversation down to, you know, how they're understanding them as a corporation and and their, um, you know, maybe philanthropic purpose-driven initiatives. So it's, it's how brand touches every aspect of an organization and how to build brand as not just a marketing funnel and something that you're pushing out the door and you know, you're talking about here. Brand as the DNA of any organization, large or small. Brand as the why, the purpose, the vision to why we get up every day and do what we do. It goes beyond, you know, well, we sell products. It's 
you know, like Patagonia is a great example. If you ask the, the owner of Patagonia what they do, it's like a social enterprise where he's like, well, um, I'm changing the world and making the world a greener place by selling clothes. Mm. And I think that kind of goes back to our previous conversation on, you know, humanizing business and, you know, finding ways that businesses can do better in our world. So oh. my day, it looks very different. Uh, today, I hosted a webinar. I am working on a trends report for 2022. I'm, you know, on different um, consulting calls with, with, uh, with different brands. Um, you know, we're, we love just striking up conversations and hearing, you know, again, the very human problems that these brand leaders have. Um, and so it's, it's exciting because every day is different, but uh, I think that's what I enjoy about it is being able to use a lot of my different skill sets to, uh, you know, create and further the message and mission that we have. What's one Raleigh brand that's knocking it out of the park in your opinion? Ooh, man. Um, you know, the first one that comes to mind, um, and I wish I, I knew more about them, but um, Furbish Studio, I feel like they're, they're, I just love their design and their style, but I'd also go to say um, Edge of Verge. So mm -hmm. Edge of Verge also have, um, I guess, like the, the parallel store, the men's store that they have too, but every time I walk into her store, I just feel so damn good. It is nice. just like a happy place. And you know, I don't know if it's just because, well, it, there's a lot of reasons, but it's right down the street from Yellow Dog. So you got your nice coffee, your baguette, you can go grab your ice cream at Two Roosters. But you know, Edge of Verge is this place where I just crack up at some of the, the stuff that they have from the greeting cards and the candles. But they just have some of the coolest designs and I love how following them on Instagram, like it's one thing to always post about your products. It's another thing when you get involved with the mission and the voice of the community. And I think that they do a really great job at that. Um, you know, of course I'd have to give a shout out to happy and hail. I, I think it's awesome to see what um, Matt and, and Tyler had built and, and, you know, all the different locations that they've grown into, I think is a, an incredible success story. Um, you know, I think Pendo, like, my God, that's, that's incredible to see that, you know, now we're on a global scale of a startup that comes out of Raleigh. I mean, that's, that is next level. Um, but bringing it back down to size, you know, I, I got to give my girlfriend, Emily Wallace, a lot of credit too. And she's opened her third studio, a uh, new concept called Dose, which also has the whole element of the, the smoothie bar and the acai bowls and things like that. So um, I feel like there's so many that I'm missing, <laughs> not talking about, but no, you nailed it. That, you know, in, in the, <laughs> I love asking this question because again, as a suburban dad of two middle-aged suburban dad of two, now I'm hearing about all these cool places. I got to go check out too. I haven't seen Emily in years. And so I might be due for a, for, you know, for a yoga sesh and, uh, and, and I've known Tyler forever when I, so when I, when I moved here in 2007 and I opened, um, my nightclub, I hired Tyler, he was in college and, okay. and, um, the, uh, <laughs> So here's the secret. I'm going to give you the look, the peek behind the curtain. We were a 10,000 square foot nightclub. And um, the way I hired my bar staff was uh, I didn't care if you'd ever poured a, a cocktail in your life. Like I can teach anybody how to make a drink. What I can't teach people is social skills. What I can't teach people is to be nice and to be friendly and to actually genuinely care about somebody's experience. Right. And so one of the things we did was we were opening our place in 
say June, I moved here in March, three months ahead of time. And I would go out four or five nights a week and just look for people that were commanding a crowd that had people around them that were engaged, that felt seen and heard. Like you can see it. You can see when people have that sort of presence about them. And Tyler was one of them came across Tyler. We saw him in a place. I can't remember where it was. And uh, we basically offered him a job on the spot. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. There, I feel like there's a lot of those around Raleigh for sure. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so, you know, you, you've, you've mentioned a number of, of brands that are doing a good job. Um, and, you know, I, we touched on off, off mic a little bit about some other people, um, mm-hmm. you know, who you've given me a couple people, but I'd love to hear, hear more about them that, that you feel would be good folks to be on this podcast, good folks that would be interesting. That've got a great story that people coming from a different area would, would, would benefit from hearing from, you know, drop a couple names outside of the ones you've already mentioned on here that, you know, now you've got me thinking I need to get Tyler on here, but um, tell me some other folks that you think would be good to have a conversation with and why. Yeah. Um, well, my, um, you know, I, I get to call her my friend and I'm feel very fortunate that cause I am constantly inspired by her, but, uh, Jess Ekstrom, uh, she was a NC state graduate, started a company out of her dorm room and has grown that to be a multi-million dollar, uh, company and has now published two books. Um, she, one of her books, you know, chasing the bright side. I'm like, she is the bright side. She is, so much of this, you know, aura of light and love and excitement and positivity. And, you know, she's, she's willing to talk about the the nitty gritty shit that, that happens on a daily. Sorry if I, I swear on you, but you know, she is one of those. You are that, good. Like, swear away. She keeps it real. She keeps it real. So, um, you know, she grew headbands of hope, um, you know, and, and that has grown. I mean, she's still like just today, she was talking about uh, launching her, uh, her headbands that she had collaborated with Magic Johnson on, you know, she, it's just the things that she has done and is just completely fearless to do. Um, I think is just extremely admirable. And, um, I really enjoyed reading her books. You know, I think it's, it's always, a a blessing when you can, you know, the author, and then you can kind of hear their voice as you're reading the book, which was really fun. Uh, sure. It, um, you know, my, my girlfriend, Kate, uh, Rose now, she is, she is a whiz at all things, systems and strategy when it comes to business. Uh, I, I think her, her slogan is like the, your, 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 your business mentor, like business, big sister. I gotta, I gotta make sure I get this right next time. But, um, she is just, I mean, she's all about simplicity. She's all about, um, minimalism and doing, you know, doing the least so you can do the most. And I love that about her because it's not just something that she, you know, preaches on, you know, Instagram or on her website. It is something that she lives by. Um, so I learned a lot from her and, and she just published a book. Um, it's a children's book called all moms work, which is, I think much needed in today's environment, yeah. everything from, you know, moms that are staying at home, uh, or moms that are, you know, working day to day. It's, it's, it's a much needed conversation starter and acknowledging the hard work that goes into parenting. Um, so I, I think there's a lot, um, you know, of good to, to come of just following Kate and all the different 
um, you know, tips and tricks and learnings that she shares. I love and that. I was really excited. Um, a friend of mine, Lucy Kosterko, she's uh, a PhD, and I want to say a PhD in uh, in education, uh, early childhood development. She's been at SAS for a while. Um, but just this summer, she launched a social media company called Social Cascade, which focuses on, you know, at least for her first uh, industry focus is on pediatricians and helping pediatricians and, and really physicians craft content that is not only in compliance with like actual medical recommendations, but cut through the cut through the clutter and understand how to speak to their specific demographics. So she's helping these practices um, and, and, you know, really elevating the important and uh, like the research and the, you know, important conversations around like, you know, healthcare and making sure not to muddy the waters because there's so many Instagram influence, influencers or so many people that have a voice on something, but perhaps not the, the voice of authority, especially in the way when it comes to things like, you know, where you're taking your child for their healthcare. So I was really excited to hear about that new company and um, the model that she's built there. And she's, you know, already partnering with organizations like Duke University and, I, I'm really excited to see where she takes Social Cascade. Yeah, that's that's super smart and very much needed. That is uh, wonderful. And these are all people, you know, right here, right here, and right here in Raleigh. Yeah. Like that's some. I mean, we could probably list a hundred. So I love that, and I'm going to do everything long- I can to get them on here. So I'm going to need your help with that too. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd be happy to. And I was about to say, I'm like, I feel like I need to put together like a whole article just on like the inspirational people of Raleigh. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, we could, yeah, that'd be a good one. We should do that. Um, So, you know, you've, so you've helped me a lot here. So again, you know, I've got, I think it's crazy. I haven't looked in a while, but there was something like 60% of the listeners to the Connect Rally podcast lived outside of North Carolina, which was mind boggling. I thought that was, that was wonderful. And so people are listening that are considering moving here. I mean, why else would you listen to a podcast about Raleigh if you live in, you know, Tulsa? So, um, what I want to know now, and and we can kind of wrap up with this is if you've got friends coming in from Michigan to visit, you know, you've got friends or, you know, family or coming in from wherever, you know, you've been Michigan, California, you got some people, you've been talking about Raleigh now all these years, 10 years now, you've been saying how great it is. And they're finally listening because they heard XYZ companies coming here too. They're like, what's all the hype? I got to go check it out. What are your top handful, three, four, five things you're going to do with those folks in uh, in a weekend or in 48 hours here in Raleigh to show them, you know, your version, the real vibe of Raleigh and maybe sell them on uh, making a move. You know, it's funny. I could hear if my, if my friend Jill from Dallas hears this, I could see her laughing because if I ever like have a plan for people from out of town, it always somehow involves like a hike or a workout. So, you know, you're coming in, we're, we're getting some exercise in, but I would say like, if I would model that more as like my perfect day for a visitor, it would be, you know, we get up in the morning, probably go get a coffee at, at brew, head to a yoga class at dose, grab, you know, a lunch or uh, you know, a smoothie at Raleigh raw or happy and hail. And then, you know, jump over to, uh, uh, well, Lake Raleigh is pretty nice. They don't have the rentals. I love Lake Raleigh, but they do not have rentals. So it's more of like a walkable type of situation, but Lake Johnson, you know, hop on a paddleboard, do that for the, um, you know, an afternoon, 
you know, and then have reservations at, um, you know, one of the awesome spots that we have downtown. I'm still needing to learn about some of the new restaurants that we have, but my go-to has always been Garland. And um, I used to love Standard. Standard mm-hmm. was like my favorite. Crawford's done a great job with his his new uh, restaurants. Jolie is incredible, but, um, you know, probably hang on, on some side of either Garland or, um, or I'm sorry, uh, Glenwood or, you know, in the, I guess, what do you call that area? Oh, Mordecai. Mordecai? Mordecai. Yeah. Well, hey, it depends on where you're from. So I, I've heard both. So um, I, I tend to say Mordecai now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's kind of my perfect day is giving a full glimpse of like all the, the local things that we have to do getting outdoors because you really can't miss coming to Raleigh and not being outside. Now, if you're lucky and you come here on a weekend when we have the Bluegrass Festival or, you know, you've got Brew, what is it, Brugaloo downtown? Yep. Um, one of the the few, you know, hundreds of festivals that we have every year. Um, you know, I think that's a really good game plan for really how to see holistically Raleigh and the surrounding areas. I love it. And, you know, you can tell a lot about a, a, lo- a culture or location through their food most people tend to answer that with some form of food. And Raleigh has a very wonderful food scene. Like, you know, I've been a lot of places and there's, there's, um, you know, plenty of places that have great food, but there's just something special about our food scene here. So I agree. I think you could do a breakfast, lunch, and dinner tour and and learn a lot about, about our area. So thank you for sharing that. And, and thank you for helping me make this experience a little bit more, um, uh, how did you say it? You know, focusing on the human element of this, you know, with people that are coming to this area and growing so quickly, I want to keep that part of that. The people of Raleigh, the surrounding area, I say Raleigh a lot. I mean, the whole surrounding area. Um, yeah. It's what matters. And so thank you for being a part of that. Thank you for sharing what's important to you. And I'm just really grateful you took the time to be on the podcast with me today. Hey, anytime, anytime. I, I appreciate you putting this together. And I think it's a a great opportunity for others to learn about whether they're moving here or not, but uh, really understand, you know, what is the the pulse that we have here in Raleigh. So I appreciate it, Chuck. My pleasure. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this episode, please visit us at connectraleigh.com. The Connect Raleigh podcast connects you to the amazing people and places of Raleigh, North Carolina. Check out the show notes for more ways to connect with our guests and with Chuck. Be sure to rate this podcast, subscribe to the podcast wherever you're currently listening, share it, and leave us a review. Thank you for connecting with Connect Raleigh.